0: It is so good to see each and every one of you here this morning. It's exciting to begin a service with baptism. It's exciting to to be able to sing praises to the God who made it all possible. I hope that, that you, wherever you're coming from this morning, whatever you're facing out there in the real world, I pray that when you come into God's house, and that's what it is. When you come into God's house, you're able to worship, you're able to To sit aside for just a few moments, whatever is hindering, whatever is holding you back, whatever is dealing with your spirit, and you're able to worship God. Because He is a holy God. He is a good God. What is love? You know, that's a a conversation that, that needs to be had. That, you know, people look, what's the old song, looking for love in all the wrong places... People look for love. People people have a sense of what love is, but the Bible tells us we love because He loved us. We're able to love because the God of this universe did not stop pursuing you. And that's what I want you to hear this morning. God's not finished yet with you, God is still pursuing, God is still running after, God is still doing a, a work of love. What is love? It's his patience, it's his long-suffering, it's his, it's his gentleness, and it's his correction. You know, if, if he let us go too far one way or the other, and if he were to let us get off into things that he knows is only going to hurt us, and he stops us, and you know it's in the middle of that stopping, in the middle of that correcting, in the middle of of Him being God, we don't always understand the ins and outs of what He's doing. But this is what I can promise you. God knows what He's doing. God is at work in your life. God is still. What is love? Love is God's presence in your world right now. It's God with you right now. He's, it's, it's God amongst us right now. You know, because here's the thing. He shouldn't be. In all reality, if, if we're honest with ourselves, He should not be. We remember what Adam and Eve did in the garden? Perfect place. They had everything going for them. And they sinned. Wow. Uh, their sons, we talked about them this past Wednesday night. Remember Cain and Abel? Their sons probably, we, we can only assume, sat around and listened to mom and daddy talk about what it must have been like. To walk in the cool of the day with Abba, Father God. And yet those sons, when faced with with the opportunity to turn and do right, God looks at Cain and says, Look, sin is crouching at your door, but you must rule over it. You must master it. We know what he did. We know he went and killed his brother. Time after time after time. Look at Genesis. Look over at Genesis chapter 6. I'm going to take us through a few things. You know, what is love? Love is God is with us. Love is God is here. Love is, is you're alive this morning. He, he gave you that last breath. And he gives you this breath. And we are so undeserving. Praise God. He's given us life. He's given us himself. He's given us his spirit. He's given us his word. Look, in Genesis chapter 6, Adam and Eve had fallen. Cain and Abel, Cain had fallen. The world had started multiplying. People had started just reproducing and mass-producing. Look at, look at what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent And thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. And the Lord said, I'll blot man out. Whom I have created from the face of the land. From from man to animals to creeping things and to birds of the sky. For I am sorry that I made them. What is love? Love is we're here. Love is we're alive on this, what, Valentine's Day 2021. We are alive, church. It didn't start out well for mankind. Adam and Eve messed up. Cain and Abel, their sons messed up. They start multiplying on the earth and it's just evil continuously. And yet God was still patient. We get Noah We know Noah finds favor in the eyes of the Lord, and he builds the boat, and they come out of the boat, and they survive, and they start multiplying again, and we get over, look over in chapter 11 of the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 11, beginning in verse 3. It says this, and they said to one another, notice, who was it that just saved mankind? Who was it that just had given mankind a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth chance? It was God. And notice what man does. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used bricks for stone and they used. Uh, tar for mortar and they said come let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven and let us make for ourselves a name otherwise we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth here they go There, let us it's me for, where is God in all of this how quickly Man forgets its Savior. How quickly man forgets its Redeemer, its hope. We go through, we get through the flood, and we're walking along and we said, hey, let's stop right here and make a name for ourselves. Let's not honor God. Let's not praise God. Let's not make a a tower to His name. Let's make ourself a name. Over and over and over throughout Scripture. Go over to Exodus. Exodus, they, they, they get off into captivity. And God frees them. And He sends Moses and He frees them. And here they go. They're, they're running away. Pharaoh is in hot pursuit. And look at, look over in Exodus chapter 14. Guys, if you look at God's Word. And you study God's Word. You see... Honestly, we're not really worth loving. We mess up,s we do some ridiculous things, us humans. But guess what? God still does. He's so faithful. He's so loving. He's so he continues to pursue children of Israel. They've finally been freed. They are here. They are. They've been in captivity for some four hundred years, and they're running across, and they get to the Red Sea, and noticing. Uh, Exodus chapter 14 They get to a boundary And look at verse 10 As Pharaoh drew near the sons of Israel Looked and behold the Egyptians Were marching after them And they became very frightened So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord And then they said to Moses Is it because there were no graves in Egypt That you have taken us away To die in the wilderness Why have you dealt with us this way Bringing us out into Egypt Is this Not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt saying leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Completely ignoring all that God had just done for them. While in captivity and releasing them. Turn on over, keep going. And as you look, you're like, why in the world does God keep putting up with people? Look over at Judges chapter 2. Judges chapter 2, look at what? Moses, we know Moses passes the baton to Joshua, and Joshua takes it and he leads the people on into the promised land. Church, when we look at the people back then and we see us today, there's not much difference. How many times has God got you out of a mess? How many times have we, we, our little noses and our little eyes and our little mouths and our little ears and our little feet taken us into places that we should not have gone? We knew going in, everything in us, our spirit was saying you shouldn't be here. This is not who I saved you to be. This is not for you. This doesn't bring me glory. And we go anyway. How many times? We don't have time to talk about it all, do we? But God is faithful. Here we are. We sit today. He's not done. As messed up as we are. And as fallen as we are. And as rebellious as we sometimes can be. Here God sits with us. Look at. Let's get over to Joshua. Joshua's over. Get to Judges. Judges chapter 1 verse 6. Chapter 2, verse 6, when Joshua had dismissed the people, the sons of Israel went to his inheritance to possess the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who survived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord which he had done for Israel. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. And they buried him, listen, And they buried him in a territory of his inheritance in the Timnath heirs in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. All that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them, notice church, who did not know the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Then the sons of Israel did evil in the sight. Of the Lord and served the Baals. And they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were around them and bowed themselves down to them. Thus they provoked the Lord to anger. So they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Asherah. Here we go again. Time after time after time, they repent. God saves them. They go right back into it. They repent. God saves them. And they go right back into it. You know what that looks like? Us. We repent. How many times have you walked into church? I'll never do it again, Lord. You, you sit out there as the preacher pray, You come down here to the altar. You're broken. Friends come and pray over you. I'll never, Lord, I'll never do it again. And you go out them doors and before too long, guess where you're back at? And yet, you sit here today. What is love? It's His patience. It's his long-suffering, it's his mercy. Look over at John, look over at John. We're getting to the New Testament, John, look at this. Guys, let me ask you, what if, what if you were dealing with us? What if you were dealing with you? What if you were, what if you were above all of this and you had to, you were calling all the shots and you were looking down amongst us. And you gave good, and you gave mercy, and you gave grace, and you just lavished beauty and goodness. And that every good gift you gave, what did you receive in return? Rejection, rebellion, resentment that I will not have nobody telling me Where to go, how to act, how to live. John 1 says this. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word is Christ. He saw it. He watched it. He's seen every rebellious moment. He's seen every act of rebellion. He has seen every loving act of of forgiveness that His Father poured out on us, His creation. He was in the beginning with God. All things, verse 3, notice. All things came into being through Him and apart from Him. Nothing came into being that has come into being. He created everything. He saw Adam and Eve messed up. He saw Cain and Abel. Here's Cain. You have a choice. And he messed up. He sees the rebellion of the people before Noah. He sees the people after Noah say, Hey, let's make ourselves somebody. He sees how God showed so much mercy and grace. There was Pharaoh and Moses and let my people go, and as they're going, when things get difficult, they start complaining. What if we were God? Guys, we're not worth saving. <laughs> we're rebels, we're rejects, we're, we, 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 we're mess-ups. And yet, look at verse 14. Jesus saw all of that. Jesus saw how rebellious we are. Jesus saw the secret things of each and every one of us. And yet, the Bible says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In spite of our rebellion, He still came. In spite of our our running from Him and, and putting our hand in His face and saying, No, Creator. I'm going to do it the way I want to do. Jesus Christ still came at the right time. God sent forth this. You want to know what love is? Love is that we're here. Love is that he's not zapped us yet. Love is that you and I wake up every single day knowing that we have a Savior who in spite of our fallenness, in spite of our rebellion, he still came so that we can have hope. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He didn't just come. You know, He could have fixed it. He could have fixed it from afar. He's God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He could have started all over. He could have made robots. He could have made us do whatever He wanted to do. He could have just thought it and spoke it. But the Bible says He came and He dwelt among us. He tabernacled with us, His people. And we saw God. We saw God. Adam and Eve saw God and they rebelled. He never had to come back, but he did. Adam and Eve walked with God. They they walked with him in his presence and they messed up. They, They just they rebelled in his face. They they lied. They said he said do it and she said do it. All this stuff, and yet he still came. What is love he came. What is love? He came to a people that he knew what he was dealing with. He knew what he was getting into. He knew what we were. He knew how capable we were. Capable of, yes, good things, but also capable of very bad things. And yet he came. And the Word became flesh, and he dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. We saw God. Guys, we don't deserve that. We don't deserve that love. We don't deserve that grace. We don't deserve that favor. But God did that. God did that for you. And and, and here we are. We... Life, we have our ups and downs, we have our difficulties, we have our our mess ups, we have hard times and we say, well, God must not love me. Oh, yes, He does. He's not forgotten you, you've not fallen off on an island all to yourself. No, God is right there in the center of it. He could be teaching you something. He could be waking you up, He could be shaking you, but you could be trying to get your attention. But he's there. You want to know what love is? He's there. You want to know what love is? He shouldn't be, but he is. He's there. Turn over. Look over. Look over in Romans. Romans 5. Look at Romans 5. He shouldn't be, but He is there. He shouldn't bless us with good things, but He does. He shouldn't give us help, but He does. He shouldn't give us blessing upon blessing, but He does. That is love. God is good. All the time, God is good. In spite of our rebellion, God is good. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 6. says, for while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for us. Look at verse 7. One will hardly die for a righteous man Though perhaps for a good man Someone would dare even to die But church the reality is We were not righteous and we were not good We were hopeless We were helpless We were mess ups Maybe for a righteous man it Might even for a good man God did something so much beyond anything. It's so far out there. It's so beyond comprehension. It doesn't make sense. But God demonstrates His own love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What is love? Love is Love as we're here. Love as we have another chance. Love as we have an opportunity today. Love as we get to breathe that last breath and praise God if His grace continues to give us more after more after more. That is love. Love as we get to wake up and we get to see the beauty of this world. We get to sing songs with brothers and sisters. And here's the thing. Here's the reality. We're in the middle of a crazy world and we're in the middle of a crazy life that seems so real and seems so, just so, this is, this is real. What you're going through is really real. But God is realer. God is, God is there. God's in the middle of it. God's at work in you. God's working in you. God's doing something in you. God's at work. He's not left you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's not left you. If you're a Christian, He's not left you. If you're you're not a Christian in here this morning, guess what? He wants to save you. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to be... He wants to be your Lord. He wants you to surrender. He wants you to quit running. If you're not a Christian, if you're lost still, then you understand the deception of the garden. You understand the deception throughout all those stories, and yet you have not turned back to the one who is steadily pursuing you. Why would a person go through a life and and continuously over and over and over reject such great love? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's love. Wow. Wow. But the God of this universe would look down on us and the mess we're in. and Having all the right and being, being even. It, it would have been right for him to say. Let them be. Just let them, let them get what they deserve. No, he came and he saved us. He came and He gave us hope. He came and He died on the cross and He took our sins away. And all we have to do is simply trust Him and believe and repent and make Him our Lord. And people hear that and they say no. You know how foolish it is. You know if there were more written. Our books are being written all out beyond. Our books, our stories are being written. And it's still just a love, land, love story of pursuit and rejection. Pursuit and rejection. Pursuit and rejection. God's still pursuing. Church, it's sin to reject. It's sin to, 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 you wake up and you see the world, you see your spouse, you see your kids. You see, we have health, we have life. We, even if we don't have health, even if we have sickness, we're here, we have breath in our bodies, we have opportunity. God's still pursuing you. Pursuing and rejecting. That rejection doesn't make sense. Let me ask you. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? If you died right now, do you know where you would spend eternity? Do you? If you died right now, do you know where you would spend eternity? Do you have doubts? Do you have questions? You say, well, I, 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 I might, I, I think, I, or do or, or you just sit there. If there's questions, if there's doubts, listen. The Bible says that we can know for sure. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know what love is? He's still pursuing you even to this moment. He's still after you. You who've heard every lots of sermons and heard lots of preachers and you've you've even read the Bible yourself and it just I don't get it. It don't make sense. I Here's what you need to hear this morning. God loved you so much that He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross, took the punishment that you deserve. He took your place right there on the cross. He died on the cross so that you could be forgiven. So that you could have a relationship with the Father. But you've got to quit running. You've got to quit rebelling. The pattern's got to stop. You simply humble yourself. What is love? Love is you get, a, you get an opportunity. On February the 14th, Valentine's Day 2021. For the God of this universe to step into your life. The greatest love story the world has ever heard. Ever known. What is love? That the word became flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. We saw him. And he came and he died on a cross. And he died. And they buried him in a tomb. And three days later he rose again. And because of his death his burial, and his resurrection. You and I have a way back to God, but we must believe. Are you a Christian? If you're not, then you can right now stop running. You can right now say, Lord, I perceive, I believe, I believe that if it had been me in the garden, I'd have been like Adam and Eve. If it had been me out in the fields, I'd have been like Cain and Abel. If it had been like me around on the earth before the days of Noah, I'd have been messed up just like them. I'd have been the one saying, hey, let's build that tower and make a name for me. Saw the pursuing Egyptian army and turned against the God who just gave you hope. But listen, all you got to do right now is say, Jesus, forgive me. I put my trust and my faith in you. I want us bow our heads. Father God, I pray for this room. I pray over every man, woman, boy and girl. Lord, I don't know where they are. Lord, some of them are struggling with life. Some of them are running in life. Some of them are just coping with life. There's some right now, Lord, in this room that I've asked that question and their spirit is. They can't give a definite, hey, if I died right now, I know without a shadow of a doubt I'd go to heaven. I don't know. Well, Listen, you, Chris, you can be a Christian. Listen, you who has doubts. The Bible simply says, trust. Put your trust in Jesus right now. You can confess your sins and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I admit I'm a sinner. I admit I've been running. I admit I've been rebelling against you. I admit I've been playing God of my life and I repent. I repent of my sins. Lord, forgive me. I believe that you sent your son to die on the cross for my sins. I believe that you sent your son to die for me. Should have been me, but he died in my place. Jesus died for me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Come into my life and be my Lord. Forgive me. From this day forward, I'm going to live for you. From this day forward, I'm going to be your son and your daughter. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me, Jesus. Thank you for being my Lord, Jesus. Hey, it's that simple. If you did that, if you prayed that, then the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Father God, you know who yours are in this room. Lord, I pray that your spirit would not let any heart be so hard that they reject so great a love. Lord, the, pur- the pursuit stops right here. And we simply surrender. In Jesus' name, amen.